Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping Kenobi Episode 6 in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the uh, episode, I would uh, get out of here. And I'm here with the guy, listen, he's lied to me. He's pretended to be somebody he's not, but I still trust him with the podcast. I'll throw it over to him. It's Tommy. How are you, Tommy? Hello there. That's what I say to you. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, it is another day with Star Wars, another day here with my my good friend. Nothing could go wrong. Did you understand my intro? Do you know what I was getting at? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure. It's kind of obscure, I guess. And uh, we're did, here did with you get mine. It was, you know, I said hello yeah. there. Oh, oh, that. <laughs> oh, oh. They, I think Obi Wan said that before. Yeah, just once. Right. <laughs> well, you, you've heard his voice already. Um, it's a good friend of the podcast, one of our favorite Star Wars guests. It's my brother, Jake O'Rear. Jake, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited when you guys uh, asked me if I would um, help you recap. This uh, epic finale, I said, I'll do what I must. Oh, no. Yes. You are my brother, Michael. <laughs> Quite literally. What am I, Lola in the in the ship, just like chilling in the ship? For the audio <laughs> listeners, Jake did have did have the lightsaber and full Kenobi stance. So, um, but Jake, I want to get your, uh, I want to get your opinions here. What have you thought about Kenobi in its entirety now that it's over? Um, I, I very much suffer from the itis of where when I first see something, like 80% of the time, I'm like, that's the best way I could have possibly seen it. Like, that was like, I'm wondering if that's the best Star Wars show we've gotten so far. It's definitely tied for number two, in my opinion, or tumber, tied for number one with another one. That would be specifically the last season of Clone Wars, like of what Disney has brought us. And I, I've just, I've absolutely loved it. There's not been a weak episode to me. I've really thoroughly enjoyed this. And that's mainly because Kenobi is like my favorite, uh, at least live action character for sure. Yeah. You know what? I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I think that we had moments in this that are like the pinnacle of Star Wars television. Um, now I'm going to be honest. I always keep it real with everybody. I've got a couple of nitpicks here and there, and we'll go through it. And I'll be honest no about what I think, um, especially at the beginning. I was not feeling it, but we got there eventually. Um, but Tommy, the finale, did it blow you away? I think it hit the places I wanted to. You know, it's hard. Anytime you're going to give me this much nostalgia, this much Easter, I'm going to be a fan. Um, I think the things that hurt for me and like we'll get into it is like the writing at times was you know and i've talked about it all all series there was a couple lines i'm like what what are we doing here and then there's some lines that were brilliant you know and great callbacks uh so it's like i feel like i'm in like i'm like standing in a pool and i can't tell if the water is cold too cold to go in or like you know maybe we're, we're here with something it's like i i feel very uh mixed about it and that's completely fair i feel like again like um I will kind of jump to like some of the biggest moments here. Um, I think for me, um, one of the mistakes that was made this episode was intercutting the uh, Kenobi and Vader fight with the Reva stuff. And I like the Reva stuff. I actually, I've grown to really like that character. I liked everything that was going on there, but it was like something I've been anticipating for many, many years. And then like something that was 
less of high stakes. So I was like, it was almost like, uh, I don't know, it's like a roller coaster. You're going down the roller coaster and then you get a click, 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 click back up. And it's like, I don't know, we could have just had that. We could have gone downhill the whole time. It's the problem whenever you have two plots going on. If one plot is way more exciting, like, not that, again, I think the Reva, like, there's interesting stuff there. I think seeing, you know, uh, Luke's uncle and aunt, like, kick butt a little bit, or at least, like, uh, like hold their own. Like, that was cool. But it's, like, excitement, you know, it's that's never going to hold up with the other side. And so you're always just, like, every time it cuts, you're like, wait, but I want, I want to stay here. Like, I want more of this. I definitely feel a lot of... Um how the last of the prequels revenge of the sith like i definitely felt that intercutting of anakin and obi-wan's fight and palpatine and yoda's fight being intercut with each other granted i rewatched um revenge recently again and palpatine and yoda's fights a lot shorter than i remember um to a benefit because we want to keep getting back to anakin and obi-wan and but i would say I, I felt better about how we kept cutting to Reva. Um, it obviously didn't have nearly as much emotional impact, but it definitely, I got more from it. At least the payoff of it was more than what I felt from Palpatine and Yoda's fight, if that makes sense in that comparison. That's interesting. Yeah, because it is kind of um, the Palpatine and Yoda thing. It was like, this is something that like everybody just really wants to see. It wasn't something that needed to happen. It was just like a really cool concept. But it was so cool that it did, I felt like, compare to like the more interesting fight of the things that we were expecting from that movie. Um, and we'll get to it. I mean, we'll get to it. Are you guys ready to dive in? Because I don't want to say too much about all that. Um, because I do have takes and uh, I'll save some. I am absolutely ready. Okay. Um, again, I I'm going to start out here. Um, one of my least favorite characters um, is Roken and, and he takes up a lot of space in this first half of the episode. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tear into him, but I promise I am positive. Okay. But we'll start with Reva here. Reva is on Tatooine and she is like questioning this vendor about Lars Owen. Um, this is interesting. Like she's just, uh, she's on a mission at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, like, going back to the first episode, you know, she was already iffy on Owen. Obviously, knowing the Skywalker connection is what we're, we're led to believe. And so it is, like, I feel like the Revis stuff and, like, well, there's a lot missing. I think it almost needs its own show because it was, like, there's, you know, we'll get into it more with, like, the actual moments, but, like, some of the edits and stuff. And this is one of those where it's, like, what are her – is her intention just to kill – take something away from Darth Vader is that the, the idea here and it's like okay for what like he doesn't even know he doesn't, Darth Vader doesn't even know this son's here yes so uh Greg Dunlap messaged me and he was very confused as well and I feel like this is one of the things like I've actually talked about this all season Star Wars fans can explain anything away and I will explain it now and I think this makes a lot of sense though like so Re Reva we get Reva talking about in the previous episode how she lost her family when she lost the fellow younglings. And I felt like she realized she was not going to be able to defeat Vader. So if she couldn't take his life, she would take the next best thing. And that was something that she took from him, which was her family. So I really like the parallel of like, um, this is exactly what he did to her. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess the question became, uh, was she actually going to go through with it? But um yeah, uh, uh, I mean, we could talk more about that uh, specific encounter later, but 
Um, yeah, any initial thoughts on uh, Rebbe here on tattooing, Jake? Um, I really enjoyed Reva's character more as we went on, <clears throat> especially with the whole payoff of her. I think it's beautiful. I think it's great. Um, during the episode, did I feel that kind of like, why is she doing this? I, I definitely felt that, but as we always say, Star Wars fans can explain anything. I, if there are some things in comics and stuff that make me feel like, okay, I guess that puts more context because I have a piece of information that like 2% of Star Wars fans have, um, which I would understand is aggravating to the grander audience. But I, I, I think it's, it doesn't make sense when she's going into it, but from a story perspective, it makes sense why she like um, did it. So she could have the emotional payoff of like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, stoop to his low but anyway we'll talk yeah. about it yeah and i think michael your point about the family stuff actually like that's a really good point it's like take his family away you know i he, maybe he'll feel it in his heart maybe she'll send like a little hologram of like her like selfie style her over luke's body and like hey look this is your son but also now he's dead <laughs> that's so dark but yeah, I feel like that had to be our plan. Like, bring him the little boy's head. Um, oh, yeah. I, I will say the performance here really sold it for me because, like, especially from the get-go in the scene where she's questioning the vendor, she's pissed. Like, she's she's in a fit of rage right now, and she's not necessarily thinking clearly. She is a good person, um, and we find out that later. And, I mean, we've kind of seen it throughout. She, she has good intentions, but, like, she is just pissed, and that's why she's here. And you can see it through every action. She's pissed, but what I do like and, and, and impressed with the with the actress here is like it feels different than the angry version we saw in the first episode in the same area, you know, demanding things. It feels more emotion, like it feels less anger and it feels more emotional and more hurt. And I, I think it's a really small tact tag that was tactic that was used here. And I felt that. I thought that was really good. I also hate to say her parkour skills must have uh, declined because if this was episode one, Reva, she would have flipped up onto that little ledge that Luke was on, like no problem. And she wouldn't have just flipped up there; she would have like jumped off a wall and did three backflips onto there. That's that's fair. They did they did nerf her for this final scene, um, but let's talk about um, the uh, my least favorite character, Roken. Here, his little ship. They're trying to get away. the The star destroyer is chasing them. And um, this is where, like, some of my nitpicks come in. I have nitpicks about the Grand Inquisitor here. Um, but, okay, so actually, first and foremost, we'll start with Vader, okay? I'm going to tear you down, Vader. This was so weird to me. He was like, increase the blasters. I'm like, why weren't they increased to begin with? Why would, like, <laughs> like shoot them down? Like, why are you using, like, the little bullets? And then he was like, all right, now, all right, it's not little bullets aren't working. I'm like, just blow them up. That's Am an I excellent point. That's an excellent point. <laughs> Yeah, this, I also, again, uh, we'll get positive eventually, but there was a TikTok that I saw. Uh, it was in episode two when they were on that planet. And, the, you know, the stormtrooper falls on that, like, security gate and gets cut in half. Yeah. Um, well, when they're trying to pass through it, um, uh, Obi-Wan's, like, pressing the buttons and trying to make it work, and then he ends up shooting it. And then they pan out, and it's like, you could have walked around. <laughs> yeah, I thought the exact <laughs> same thing. So it's, it's stuff like that. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Use the big bullets to begin with. <laughs> yeah i i agree with you i mean maybe they maybe it saves energy maybe we don't know how uh star destroyers work but uh yeah take them out like why why are you playing like this game here 
I think it's I think it's because Darth Vader wanted to. I don't think Darth Vader wanted to destroy Obi Wan this way. I think Obi Wan he wanted Obi Wan to flee so they could have a one on one battle. And so I think it was like it's more of like, hey, this is like I'm just trying to get you to realize that you have to leave or we're gonna destroy you all. You muted him. Oh, uh, he's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm muted. <laughs> uh, he's just knocking on the door. That's what I said. So. Yeah, he's, he's that makes Bible. sense, but yeah. I, I just the way I think of it is Sith have rarely been rational with how angry they are. It's not like you could explain it as they're conserving energy, but like when has the Sith ever been like, all right, let's like let's really like work our way into this? It's like, no, it, like Kylo, if that was Kylo, Kylo wouldn't like be shooting them, he'd be all of this uh steam powers and the engines, and they're gonna try to run them into like into them in space. Well, even Darth Vader last episode, they literally told us how impatient, like the whole episode was about you're impatient, Darth Vader. You'll do things like, yeah, to counteract what I just said. Yeah, yeah I mean, Darth Vader, but going to your Kylo point, I actually think what's interesting with uh, the Grand Inquisitor part of this is like, it kind of reminded me of Kylo, like in many of, of uh, you know, in Darth Vader in ways in the original of like people telling them like, hey, this is what you should be doing and them just not listening because they're too blinded by their hate too blinded by uh their their personal vendettas yes um so we cut back here uh we'll come back to some of this stuff but we do get a little bit of uh owen and luke here they're going to like the mechanic and i gotta say um this this child luke he had like maybe three lines in the whole show but uh his line delivery was always spot on like i mm-hmm. thought he sounded like luke skywalker more than any other adaptation of any character ever um so no i was very impressed with this child it was like three lines but the second he walks into this mechanic shop i don't remember what he says but he says it exactly like luke skywalker I was like, yeah Shit. so um yeah not not a whole lot here though um dude comes in and tells owen gives him the heads up rev is after you they're looking for you so yeah no not too exciting but uh we'll go back to roken ship here and um Leia is upset about um, Kenobi. Who Keno- Ken- I, yeah, I guess this is where Kenobi's idea is to like branch off. Leia doesn't like it. Um, yeah, did you have any other uh, thoughts on this ship uh, scene in general? Where um, Kenobi he he has like a, a nice speech here to everybody. He's like, uh, I need to save you guys. I do think we're gonna. As much as you hate him, I think we're gonna see them again. I think, and this is one of a couple of points. I think there. are as Star Wars loves to do, specifically this Disney Star Wars spinoffs. I think there's like three spinoffs that are coming out of the show, and I think one of them is following this bunch or following specifically like the OG Rebels, like the beginnings of this like insurgent. I don't know. I can see the way they were like, you still got this. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to stop fighting. I, I really felt like this is going to, we're going to see more of these people. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Haja back. Um, I feel like that's probably the breakout character of this crew. Roken gives me nothing. Give me nothing, King. I mean, you are absolutely like, <laughs> he's just like, I don't know. I, I Like, he seems to like really care about Kenobi, but I have no idea why. And even in the beginning, like when we meet Roken, like he hasn't, he doesn't want any involvement with Kenobi. And now it's like, there was really, we never really see them bond enough for him to care enough that Kenobi's leaving. That's a Star Wars classic. They always do this. just like, oh, I just met you two minutes ago. All right. I'm going to dedicate my life to helping you. Like, I feel like episode, uh, I think it was episode two or episode three, maybe. I think that that character would have kicked his ass off the ship. Kenobi wouldn't have volunteered. Not that he could have physically, but. Oh. 
<laughs> I I don't hate Roken. I I don't love him, but I see a lot of like pretty strong disdain for him. And understandably so, like his um his switch when Kenobi is like, "Hey, I need your help." And he's like, "No, no way. I'll never help you." It like gets really angry, like literally next shot. He's like, "All right, this is how we're going to do this." And it's like, "Wow, there was no consideration. You your <laughs> backbone is not there, my friend." And I think um, part, part of the problem with that Jake is like they're just introducing so many characters in the show that and but like giving 1% of like actual character development to all these characters. It's Absolutely. like bring it in smaller and we probably could have got more with this character. Yeah. Yeah, so um I, this is I have two more nitpicks left. We'll we'll go to this one. Um so as Kenobi prepares to leave, he uh, enlists Haja to be responsible for watching Leia from here on out. Um and this reminded me of a movie I saw recently. So the the exchange the exchange was the word of a liar and a fake Jedi might not be enough to you, Kenobi. And then he says it's good enough for me. I'm like, is it though? I mean, he's got a point. Like, like this guy is completely irresponsible. He's he's proven to be a goof. He's proven to be a liar. Like, I don't know why you're trusting this guy. And it reminded me because I saw Jurassic World Dominion last week, and there's a very very situation. Uh, similar situation where they try to explain something away that makes no sense. And uh, I'm going to read that line to you as well. Um, there is a character in the movie that helps the uh, main characters fly out of a situation. And there's no reason for this woman to help the main characters. No reason at all. And they, <laughs> they ask, they ask the woman, they say, why are you helping us? And she goes, do you need a reason or do you need a ride? I'm like, okay. I like, Yes, they need a ride, but we also like need to know why these other characters are making these decisions, you know. So sorry that that is one nitpick, and um, I know that like he had to leave Leia, so like I, I like I'm not genuinely mad at it, but I just thought it was kind of funny. I think um, I didn't realize how ridiculous that was until you pointed it out. But him saying like you sh- like I don't know how much this means to you, like if you would trust me to do this, like that's like telling like a military veteran after that military veteran says, watch this kid. She like, she is the future. And you're like, I don't like, I'll do it, but I don't know if you should trust me. It's like, just don't, don't question it. Just do it. Yeah. I mean, you guys are all making the points. I, I do wonder if the show wanted us to think that like, it's more, he's questioning himself. Like he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And Obi-Wan's being like, you can, I've seen. And I think they've been trying to show that like, even though he's conniving and stuff, he has a good heart. Like even in the beginning when he was lying to the people, he was taking them onto a ship. Like he was trying to help them out in a very like self-serving way. I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. This character is another one. I think we could have seen a lot more and developed it a lot more. And we just didn't. It's kind of surprising to me. Cause I do wonder like, yes, some of these characters need to be more fleshed out. Um, but I saw like a comment section of an Instagram post today and everyone, and they were talking about like season two of Kenobi and they're like, Oh, and, like all the comments were like, well, hopefully this one's about Kenobi. You know, hopefully this isn't the Reva show. I'm like, I don't think that's what the show was at all. Um, so I think you can bring in these new characters and still have that balance. So um, there are a couple more things here that we get. Um, uh, we get Kenobi. He's, it seems like he is talking to um, Qui-Gon and uh I don't remember. What, I don't remember line either. But he, he's like he's talking to somebody. That's when Roken comes in. I found that interesting. He also gives this blaster to. Uh, I think it was Talo's blaster um, to Leia. Uh, big big uh, blaster holder for Leia, and no gun. 
Yeah, I mean, would you get maybe like a little like Nerf gun? You can't give her a full gun yet. <laughs> then why are you giving her the holster? For few, it's like a future promise. It's like here's this sword. You know, it's if you give someone a sword, but they're not. They got to earn it. They got to work their way up. But here's okay. like your potential. It's also, a little the way older, I was like, thinking. Yeah. The way I was thinking of it is like I okay, yes, it is not his, but like he has no possession, so this was his way of being like, hey, like take this and like. In his mind, is like, if I don't come back, at least she has something to remember me. Because, like, he he didn't want to do that, and he didn't feel like he could do that. Um, all season, he's really been having to, like, really use his strength to even, like, go against, like, stormtroopers. And he's about to go against, like, the second in command of the Empire and his old friend. Like, there's, like, so much on the line. Like, there's no way he really thought he was like, I'm going to get out of this alive. So yeah. the way I thought of it was like, this is like, remember me because I'm about to get my butt beat. Yeah, and I, I think the Qui-Gon thing, I, I so he, a couple times he's like tried to, how I took it and I kind of read an article about it, it was like, he's been trying to reach out because like, you know, in in uh, episode three, it was this whole thing of like, Yoda just like dropping, hey, you might be able to talk to your old master. And so like, I think I said this early on that like I was like, we got to get Qui-Gon in this. We did. We did spoilers. It happens. Sorry, we to turn that over later. But uh, I think it's like showing that he's not ready yet. Like he's he's trying to reach out. He's trying, but it's just not. It's not the time yet. And then the holster, holster. Yeah, I like your point, Jake. I think it's like remember me. And then, but someone where I read is this tallest holster. I think it is. And that's like to me like we're supposed to care so much about Tala. And we, like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is Leia's mentor almost, and like kind of. I feel bad, like, it was, you know, but... I mean, Tala had a bit more of a story than Roken, of all people. Like, and I felt like, like, especially, like, she kind of explained why she's willing to help Jedi. And, like, again, she's not, like, a major character, but, like, we got to know her enough that, like, I noticed that she died. So, <laughs> there's that. Well, um, I, I hope you noticed that she died. <laughs> um, okay, last nitpick, I promise, but I just think this is too good. Um, this is like an example. Like, at, like I write comic books, and I'll write a script, and I'll go all the way through it, and I'll just rush through it. I'll get it done, and then I go back to read it to like make revisions, and then I'm like, oh wait, this actually makes no sense. This character would never say something like this. I got the vibes that this is something I would have wrote without thinking about it, and I would have tried to fix later. Um, so um, Kenobi shoots out with the escape pod. And Vader is like, uh, uh, change course. We're going after Kenobi. The Grand Inquisitor says, I think we need to focus on the full insurgents, not one lone Jedi. Your entire job is to go after the Jedi. Like, I don't know. that. Like, the Grand Inquisitor is so cool in Rebels. I love him so much. But they didn't use him enough, number one. And when they did, he's an idiot. Sorry. That's it. I'm done after that. <laughs> so I actually think his point is is like yes you're right he's supposed to go out to jedi but the point is true like yeah there's this jedi or you can stop this if they know it's a potential rebellion it's it's hard to know how much they actually know about this intel i think that's like the point they're trying to make but i'm with you at least like to me it's like why can't you guys keep going because the end of this is my nitpick <laughs> Vader ends up getting in his own ship so why doesn't Vader go out to the only one while they just continue going after the rebels? Kill two birds with one stone. Also, why is the Grand Inquisitor questioning his boss? Yeah, it's like, there. dude, like the wrong one for you, man. There, like he has strangled people for less. 
<laughs> okay, I think I think we can all agree that now that Kenobi is off this godforsaken ship, <laughs> and um, we we can get into some of the good stuff here. Um, oh wow, let's go. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, let's first go to uh, let's go let's cut back to Owen here, and Owen is running back to the homestead, and he's preparing Bar- Baru. And um, I really like here how Baru, like, she's kind of been, like, shafted and, like, she has, like, no lines and everything. But um, she is, like, a lot more sensical. Like, no, this is our home. We defend it. What are you talking about? We're not running. I was like, hell yeah. You're staying and fighting. I really like that these, you know, they kind of did get them dirty in New Hope. It was like, <laughs> and, and I liked this for, for Owen and, and uh, Baru of, like, yeah, they can also hold their own. Like, they're not going to just sit back and they're going to try and fight. Um, I thought this was good. And, and the stuff with Luke here, like your lines and, you know, he says, he says the line, I'm not afraid. Um, says it way better than I just did, but uh, yeah, it's just good stuff. Good stuff from this scene. And I really like what I really like about this. Um, and like, it seems rare that star Wars is willing to tread lightly to avoid continuity errors. Like it sometimes seems like they're more willing to give us the cool moment then wonder if it makes sense. And, you know, there's pros and cons to both sides. What I did appreciate throughout this entire sequence and when they were talking to Luke, Luke has no idea who was after him the entire time. He never lays eyes directly on Reva, and you know, he never sees the saber, which I really appreciate. Um, I don't know that he fully bought that it was a Tusken Raider coming after him, but um, it was believable for him to, like, he did not face a Sith here, and I like that. Uh, they definitely didn't like explain that to him afterwards. Like that's got to give you some nightmares. Like you, like as a ten-year-old, one day, one night, a like a character that you can't really see is chasing you through the desert, like out of your own home, and then like everyone's like, "Well, they're not going to be like there." There's a group of people that want to really kill you. Um, so like that's that's like terrifying to think about. Yeah, Jake, you would think it would change all their mindsets. Like that whole family after this should be like, huh, maybe, you know, we're <laughs> jumping a little bit, but like, why are we still want Obi-Wan to leave? You clearly need like someone around. I don't know. It just and it's not like- just that. They just stay in their same house in the same area on the same planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but like, I, I do think like this episode in general, I think to a point you just made like all of like, they like there's holes sometimes but i also think this episode fixed some holes with other things in the series that like they're not even things we needed but it is like we get you know we'll get into them when they hit but there's a lot of cool moments of a quotes coming up again there's moments of of context for quotes later on in other movies and stuff it, it, i do like that they do that's one thing star wars will do is like hey we realize we made some mistakes we're gonna retcon some of that stuff as we continue to make more uh, more media so actually, I, w- I would like to just go ahead and uh, Tommy, I like to do this sometimes where like we're not totally cutting back and forth like they did in the episode. So actually, I think I would rather just talk about all of the Reva and on Tatooine stuff right now, just like the rest of that story. And then we can get to like the meat and potatoes. I like of, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll throw it to you guys. Is there like any big standout? Like, how did you feel about this story? Um, did it make sense for her? Um, do you like how it ended? stuff like that or the fight in general um i how do i say this star wars when it does it blows my freaking mind 
But Star Wars, on rare occasion, blows my mind with uh, their cinematography and like how like how they use like I'm, I'm not movie movie inclined enough to know exactly what I'm trying to say. But like any time, like when Revel was approaching Luke and like it was like flashing between her and like Luke and like her facial expressions and the colors of the lightsaber going on. It it felt like I felt like that not only that mind change, but that like what am I doing? Like I like this is like not me. This is not what I like was raised to be. Um not that like the Jedi are very good, but like like I think in that moment she she knew the Sith were evil always, but in that moment she was like, there's like this is like this is really crossing the line. And um, in some way, in my own head canon, I feel like the Force may have played a part in that. And like, like kind of, the Force rarely intervenes, but like pushes her in the direction like, like this is the last person you need to be killing right now. Yeah, she was meant to destroy the Sith, not join them. And that's basically what she was doing. She was well, becoming shoot, her, darn. Yeah, she was becoming the worst... <laughs> um uh person that she hated the most which was vader and she was doing exactly what he did and i think that it did click with her and i like that a lot yeah i love the cinematography i think that like that moment with luke which like luke's a sound sleeper she seemed to carry him all the way through the desert and he didn't wake up maybe he woke up but like he was still sound asleep uh but yeah i like that moment where it's like she sees that she she has a path she could go down she could become the person she hates and like that it is really good stuff i think my I think what I'm frustrated most about the Revis stuff is it could have been amazing. It, it could be amazing if it was just its own separate thing, not connected to Obi-Wan. You tell like a, like Fallen Order, you know, uh, do that. Something where we're focusing on an Inquisitor who's a secret uh, Padawan that is looking to get revenge on Darth Vader. And you, and like you tell that story from that point of view where it's like Skywalker adjacent I think that would be an incredible video game, an incredible like side thing, video, whatever you want to make it. I think that would be incredible. I think it's just hurt because it's like people are going to want more Obi-Wan and you're never going to give it enough time to get us to fully buy into Reva. Let me propose this question. What's next for Reva? Well, where does she go from here? And, and I actually, okay, here's the thing, Tommy. Like, it seems like every day I see another rumor about a show that might be coming out. Um, uh, I, just a couple days ago, I saw that it's in, possibly in development. There might be a Reva show. Like it's like every day I see something. It's like it's not even worth talking about until like you get a trailer. But um, I think there is more story to tell with Reva. And I'm curious where do you think that could possibly go from here. I know you asked Tommy specifically, but I know it's like basic that like this blew my mind. But I think it fits perfectly in the universe. I don't want a Reva show. I don't want a Cal Kestis show, but put Reva in Jedi Survivor and help her out and be the next uh, Marin character. They, like, oh my god, please. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I think there's other media, like, I think video game would be really good. I do think we're going to get more Reva in some form. Like, that's another, so I think that's the other uh, character that I think we're going to get more a spinoff from. Like, they definitely were, they're pushing Reva a lot. And they want you to care about Reva and Reva's story. Um, in what form? Who knows? Comics, maybe? I, I could see them go with the comic book angle. Uh, I don't know if I see a TV show, to be honest. 
Yeah, again, that's why I'm like, who knows? Like, because it seems like there's been a lot of conversation about Kenobi season two. Like, people are asking for it, and um, it seems like they are very because they've always said this is a limited series where it's a it's a, a one off story. This is what we're sticking with, and uh, yeah, it's. I'll be very interested to see what actually does come of this. Um, I kind of feel like it's probably going to be Kenobi season two, oh, and um, Jake, you want to talk on that? You're not excited for Kenobi season two. What, what what's your take? Me and Michael have talked about this with some of my friends a little bit, but like Star Wars, I, I I'm I'm a shill. I am the definition of a shill. You put it out, I will consume it and I will like love it at least. Um so if there's a Kenobi season two, I I will watch it, of course. But I am so sick of Star Wars dragging out things that don't need to be dragged out. Um Bring back Boba. That's pretty sick. Put him in Mando a little bit. We don't need a Boba show. Like, give like a proper lid to Kenobi's story. Um, explain some loose ends that were shown in A New Hope. Don't give him another season. We've gotten his 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 wrap up. I'm so satisfied. Um, and Michael said the classic line that I fully agree with: "Too much of a good thing is not good." And um, not only am I like done with just like these like shows that don't need to be made, um, I'm I'm ready to move on from the Skywalker saga. Like I'm I'm ready to see some High Republic, some Old Republic, see some, uh, see some more like like what what how the resistance came about like there i know there's three books called like the aftermath books that really explain like the like the true end of the empire and how that led to jakku and how they all fled into the unknown regions to make the first order but i want i want i i'm just tired of kind of treading the same water um the last thing i'll say and i have i said this in 2012, when Disney bought Lucasfilms, and this was my biggest fear, is that Star Wars is going to become Marvel. I love Marvel. I love Marvel so much. I know. Let me explain. Tom, here, you're muted. I think there's a difference. Uh, I think yeah. I've talked about on here is I, I think the difference is Star Wars is trading the water. I think you said that perfectly. They keep focusing on the same timeline, just different angles. I think Marvel is at least going to the like they're they're creating they're all, new properties for the future. That's what Star Wars yeah. needs to do is focus on other things, not the same property over and over and over again. That's a, a good point. That's a good point. Um, an excellent point. I just what I was saying is I feel like to me, and this is like such like a personal thing that like my one opinion doesn't matter to like the grand scheme because obviously people want Kenobi too. People want uh. I'm sure there's people that want to book a Boba Fett too. But what I what I'm saying is Star Wars is incredibly sacred. I don't like I because if you throw as much stuff as to the wall, not everything's gonna stick. And the more you throw, the less it will stick. Um I if I want resources being put into something, I want them either saved or spent sparingly if it means that like the next thing we get is like mind blowing. Um, because we are getting to the point where things are not sticking and it's it's upsetting to me. Um, but that's just that's me that's my little boohoo nerd <laughs> in me getting butt hurt that there's too much Star Wars. What a thing to complain about. No, but I, I do think your star like I think that point is 
true where it's like, I think Star Wars will keep hurting itself. They keep shooting themselves by continuing to do things inside the Skywalker saga. I like, look, you know, we keep bringing it up, but Fallen Order is really good. And it's good because it's, it's basically its own thing. It's taking the universe and doing its own entity, using the, the characteristics we all know, but I don't know. That's I because I am frustrated with Star Wars and I, I am frustrated with Marvel too. But at least I can say Marvel's Miss Marvel is its own thing that doesn't like jump into the other properties and be like, oh look here, let me show you stuff from all you know. Yeah, I guess that's my that's where I differ between the two. No, absolutely. Good conversations. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to come over the horizon, and I can't wait for it. Um, whatever it is, I mean. Um, I'll come on here and I'll complain, but at the end of the day, I love talking about it. So yeah. and we complain because we care. I think that's where all three of us are coming yeah. from. We're just frustrated. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like I always say no one hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans. Um but like it's a loving hate. Like at the end of the day, if it means I can see Vader and Kenobi have like a fight where Kenobi realizes that Vader's gone and he has to give up. If that means I have to get like a couple of lines from a young Leia that literally make me cringe um, because of how they're written, not because of how they're performed, I'll take it. Honestly, I'll complain about it, but I'll take it for any given day. All right, guys. Well, let's get back to um, this. Revis. I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. Um, well, what I, do you I do want us to cut off on? Because do we want to get into the when? Oh, and, you know, I uh, will get to the meeting okay, uh, okay. between the two later, but I. Um, it's uh i love i loved watching her again jake you mentioned it it's a lot of editing it's a lot of the cinematography um mm -hmm. it's a lot of very fast cuts um and a lot of close-ups on faces and it really gives you that feeling that she is angry and my favorite way that manifests is like she's tossing owen around like a rag doll like i just like you yeah. never really see her do that and it's not graceful but it's like she's just pissed yeah, I'll, I'll admit, I was more terrified here of, like, something bad happening. Like, obviously, I knew, like, this is another hard thing of being in the timeline is, you know, like, Luke, Owen, and Bert, they make it at least a little bit longer. Um, but yeah. I, I think I still felt suspense here almost at times more than the Obi-Wan. Like, it was an incredible fight, but I didn't feel, like, scared for Obi-Wan in that fight. I did feel terrified for this family because she was just like ripping and I knew they weren't Jedi. Like I'm like, <laughs> I could trust Obi-Wan to do his thing. Um, it, 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 I think they did a good job of creating that suspense at times. Yeah. That's the scary thing about a dark side user is they're just, they're, they're someone with superpowers that has pretty upsetting anger management issues. It's like, you can't really reason with them. Like you can, but you, it, it takes everything. Like you have to have like the secrets and unless you have that, you're like basically guaranteed dead or at least a broken leg because like they will throw you around. They'll throw things at you. They have a sword that can cut through almost anything. Like, it's terrifying. All right. Do you guys want to move on to uh, the bread and butter here? Um, Let's Kenobi, the rematch of a lifetime. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, it, it's this was just absolutely incredible to me. Um, from the choreography of the actual fight, um, seeing both of these characters like unleash their full potential on each other, which is something we didn't even see in Revenge of the Sith. Um, and then like it's it, you get like two sides of the coin here. You have Vader here who's like desperate for revenge, and then you have Kenobi here who's desperate to bring his friend back. And like it gets to the point where he realizes that's not going to happen. Like this is too far gone. Um, 
So yeah, I'm gonna throw it to you guys. Just talk about some of your favorite moments of this fight. I got a lot more to say, but um, I'll let y'all go first. Uh, Tommy mentioned earlier, there's a lot of like good reuse of lines, and I talked about this with one of my friends that man, Star Wars loves reusing lines to pu- pluck those heartstrings. And I said it as my intro. Um, uh, I will do what I must, and then if vader is saying what anakin said i uh you will try he said then you will die and it's such a stark contrast from like it he where vader was first like man this is my master can i take him it's like now he's like i'm gonna kill you dude like you ruined my being and i have there's not been a day where i haven't thought about how i'm gonna dismember you with my own hands like he is pissed and i loved it yeah to me this was the point of the show this uh anakin fully dying in obi-wan's eyes and that's what we saw here like we saw like any hope was gone with like even just like you said that transition in that line um later on like and even like something i caught and i don't later on in like new hope he calls him his former master right and here he called him master and then he like he has a later conversation with someone else and i think that, like i thought that was such a cool nod that at this point there is still that line is still blurred that line you know Darth Vader's still pretty new and but at the same time he's so broken and uh yeah i mean that line was great i love the um even just like you know you did it but the obi-wan stance with the lightsaber pose just like so many reference to the old uh, and the, the the choreography was great on its own without all the nostalgic parts. It was a cool battle. So, I think. Go ahead. You got. Oh. Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not a nitpick, but I just I want to reaffirm to people that like, if you haven't seen Clone Wars and if you haven't seen Rebels, and you're looking for stuff that's very similar to this, um, check mm. that stuff out because there were so many things in here, and I understand why why they they did it this way. Um, they're kind of recycling some themes to like give it to a more mass audience which i I appreciate i'm glad people get to experience it i I also hope people can go to experience in the anime show or animated shows um but i do want to like mention like uh you get the you get the uh stance from kenobi and then at the end of the fight he he brings it down and he has his more traditional from um a new hope stance where he's basically holding it straight up and and that happens in rebels and, and I could tell they were using it again here, which I do really like that. And then also um, the Vader slash in the helmet. Ahsoka did it first, okay? And uh, it's very... <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, but I'll tell you, the mix of the voices, though... Oh, oh my god! My gosh. That's I... why I'm not saying I hate it, because that I, that was worth it for it alone. Like, incredible. Man, Hayden gave it in that. Like, I was like, oh! You can hear his voice coming through, you can hear... J- it was that's probably my favorite moment was when his helmet cracked and you hear like the, the two sides. I thought it was so good. The only thing I could have asked from that scene more, and I feel like they may have considered this but decided not to because I feel like people get annoyed when Hayden Christensen cries. Uh, because my mind just goes straight to when he's explaining to Padme about the dead Tuscans and like how that is it's not the best acted scene, but like it, like. I feel like, uh, like often there, I'm I'm a I'm a very sensitive in touch with my emotions, dude. When I get so angry, sometimes I'll just freaking cry, and I just wanted to see like a tear come down that like oh, like that open side of 
Vader's face. Like I, I thought that would have added a lot, but like he he definitely did show some sadness. You had to read into it, but like the way he screamed Obi Wan when he was walking away, it's like it's like it wasn't so much like please come back, I miss you. It's like just like you did this to me again, like. So I'm of two minds. I agree, um, but I think I think you really had to sell that this was not Anakin anymore. There's no semblance yeah, of who he point. once was. Um, so I kind of and, and like the look in his face. Like yes, there was sadness there, but that's not the same character at all. And I felt like um, again the way they shot it, the makeup, everything. I think it sold it really well. Yeah, because there is a part of me that wanted like almost like uh on mustafar of like him uh, you know on the ground screaming and almost like whining like come back you you know when he's when he's screaming for obi-wan to come back as he you know as he's burning but i kind of liked this version that like you said he's evolved like he is different he's not yes he gives the scream but it's different it, it mm-hmm. feels different and i think that is like it, an interesting um contrast there um there- there's a couple things that we jumped over, which totally understandably so, but like I want to go back to like the coolest, most anime thing I have seen in Star Wars since like the old Republic cinematics was Obi-Wan just lifting his hands and the rocks flying at Vader. Like whoa, like talk about a transition of power. Like I I I watched a review. I, I always consume other people's reviews about like the show, and it's like he brought up such a great point in that, like, you, we start off with, like, Vader, or not, uh, Kenobi, just, like, really kind of struggling and having a hard time, like, he's an old man, his joints hurt, he hasn't practiced the Force in a while, like, when he was trying to save Leia from falling off the building, like, he was, like, he was about to poop himself, he was so, like, strained, and then, like, now, he, like, is effortlessly throwing, like, massive rocks at Vader, and Vader is just, like, it, I think it's on purpose like this, but it's not that he's not flinching, but like he's not being knocked back. He's not like falling over. Like it's hitting him and you can tell it hurts, but like, he's like, he's taking like, it was insane to me. It was such a good scene. Yeah. I mean, showcasing Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan getting his groove back a little bit, because I think it's like a lot of this is him forgiving himself. Like, you know, going to the line that, is you know makes new hope make a little more sense where he's like you know vader killed your father but it's like i think that line did help obi-wan of like even though it's kind of a i don't know i feel two ways about it it almost is like a relief to obi-wan but it's almost like a side comment of like you didn't even turn me i turned myself like when uh when vader's like you know i killed anakin you that's not your burden that's like i did that um and i think like that's interesting and i, I do think obi-wan needed to let go and, and focus on what's in front of him and not on this, like the past, you know, I think he's still for these last 10 years, he's still in that moment in Mustafar. He has not left. And I think this is like, this series has been him moving, finally moving on. I want to show you, was therapy for Kenobi. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I want to ask you guys about the choice that like, I, and I was really interested to see what is it, that ends this fight with near these two characters dying. Right. And it's very similar to revenge of the Sith. Um, he kind of gets to the point where Vader is not going to fight back and he walks away. And um, I think like he says that this is no longer my friend. He even calls him Darth. Right. But he's still like, there's still a part of him where he's like, like he can go over there and chop his head off, but he still doesn't do that. So it's like, there's still a bit of love there for him. Right. 
so I I have two minds, and, and, and I want to hear what you guys think of this. Is I wonder, and I, I kind of what I think is not that there's love. I think there's no love left. Like I really don't. But I think it's like I think there's a scene missing to be honest. Because like with this and him talking later on to to Owen and being like, you know, like I can't push Luke into it. Like he'll. I think it's more he's believing in the force and believing that everything will come to be. And like he's not supposed to take the radio's life. Now, how does he come to that conclusion? I don't know, <laughs> you know, but I almost feel like it's like, that's, it's not the moment. It's not, it's not the time. And he knows that. And so it's more like he, he's walking away. Cause that's never, his mission was never to kill Darth Vader. Um, but I don't know. It, to uh, And then I want to, I'll Jake, you can respond. And I want to talk about the Darth stuff. Cause I have some fun things about the Darth thing. Um, I just wanted to like, just to like make it like put it in a personal perspective. And this is about to get real dark. But like it's it like it will for those in in shoes of a brother like will understand like if Michael like got the biggest KD in the galaxy wide uh, massacre, it's like, yeah, love would be gone. Like you can't love someone like that. But would I be the one that could like take the final blow? Like, no, like and Tommy makes a point in that, like. I think Kenobi Kenobi's always been uh, pretty in touch with the Force and how he feels it and how he sees it and lets things uh, unfold naturally. And sometimes he'll nudge in the right direction, but like, like finishing off like his like his best friend, his brother, the person that he went through the Clone Wars with. Like he like I just can't imagine like. He's like, you're right, Tommy. It is very much like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but the Force will have its will. And whether or not he dies or turns back, like, it, Vader doesn't, it's still like another 15 years, but Vader will have his, like, moment. Yeah, it's also like a slap in the face of Darth Vader, too. Like, you're not worth my time, almost. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, how more can you insult this dude, Kenobi? Uh, yeah, but yeah, the Darth stuff. I, so, like, I saw this a, a little bit in an article, and then I thought about it more on my own. It's, like, I think it's really cool that they had this brought back, and it kind of gives a different meaning later on when, like, you know, I, I think uh, the actor in the uh, – I forget his Alec Alec Guinness. Yeah, that's right. I think he just said it. Like, I don't think it was really thought. But it's almost like an insult. It's, like, you you are not Anakin anymore. You're not even – you're Darth. You're just the Sith part. You're, you are – because it's, like, Darth – Everyone, you know, any Sith is called Darth, but it's like he has lost all, and that's where I go. Up, like, I don't think there's any love. Like in his mind, there is. You are just Darth, and that is what I will call you. You are just Sith. I like that. Um, any other thoughts about the fight? Um, one thing I just wanted to cover because just because we didn't was like Vader, like burying. Kenobi and rocks and like his little moment there uh like obviously like as we said when Kenobi was throwing those rocks like that's like you could tell he got his mojo back but where he got it was like when he was feeling hopeless and hearing Anakin's voice and being like my last thoughts are gonna be like I not because we discussed like he he doesn't he doesn't think anymore that he did that to Anakin or Vader but like 
He's like, I am, I'm a pretty big reason in like my own death. I, I had a helping hand in making this guy and now I'm about to be buried by him. And then he remembers Leia and Luke and like the future of the force and uh, the future of the galaxy. And that like, he can't give up. And like the entire reason he was a Jedi was to help. Not, not that you're, you sign out to be a Jedi, but like a reason why he fought in the clone wars and, did so much was so he could like help other people. Like that's Kenobi's just a big teddy bear. He wants to help. And he's like, if I, if I can't do this for myself, like I got to get out of this hole to like do it for them. And like that moment where he just like throws it all back. And it's like, it, like it was a very empowering scene that definitely uh, drew some tears from my eyes. Yeah. So, um, no, very, very well said. And um, just, uh, again, like probably peak uh, live action Star Wars, at least uh, as far as the TV shows go. So, uh, yeah, uh, it cannot be understated how great that is. Um, but I do want to go and Tommy, I want to throw this one to you. Uh, if you want to set up the meeting here, because we talked about it briefly. You might have some questions. Is this? Yeah, I was. So usually me and Michael, like, you know, to bring you behind the curtain. We usually have like a zero talking pod. Like it's like an unwritten rule. Like we don't really talk about things before we come on the podcast because we want the thoughts to be fresh. But I had to message him because I was so confused how Obi-Wan just knew to go to Tatooine. You Okay, <laughs> so this is – you leave Leia in the hands of this guy who just said, hey, like I don't know. I'm going to try my best. You don't even go to like check on – like if I would have got like a message through Lola maybe being like, hey, Leia's safe. She's back home. And he's like, cool, I'll go to Tatooine. That could have worked. Or a message from Owen being like, hey, you got to come here quick. There's no reason for him to, like, appear so quickly in Tatooine, be there, be right at, you know, be right at their house. I don't know. I felt like there's a scene missing. There's another one. I feel like there's something missing here. So a couple thoughts here. And actually, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to you guys in a minute. But I am curious why, what was the point of him having Lola? I, maybe I, did I miss that? Um, I don't know. But um, so I guess the way I would explain it is um, he has had confirmation that Leia is going back to Alderaan and she will be safe at the hands of the liar Haja. Um, and there, I guess in his mind, there is a possibility they could have been shot down. But at that point, there was nothing he could do. So what he was doing was basically returning to his home. little weird that he landed right by the, the Lars homestead. Um, and what's even, <laughs> I lied, one more nitpick. What's even weirder, he lands his ship he gets out, and Lars and Beru, uh, Owen and Beru are out there shouting, and he goes up, and he's like, hey, I'm here. And it's like, you didn't you didn't see the car coming down the driveway? Like, you saw him pull up. <laughs> They're also literally shouting, Luke, Luke, and he goes, where's Luke? Well, clearly they don't know. They're shouting for him. Like... <laughs> yeah, a little silly. I, I, again, I don't really – I justify it by saying, like, his business was done, and he was going home. Yeah, it just seemed like he had too much urgency. Like, he had no idea that, like, they were in danger, you know? I, but he also has the, like, that's the other thing. I um, feel like more so than a lot of Jedis that we see, uh, Obi-Wan, and we didn't, like, see the moment, so it's hard to explain it away. But, again, like, some headcanon here. He's always been very in tune with, like, what's happening in the Force and the people around him. Um, like, when Alderaan blows up and stuff like that. Like, he always, he always like, seems to, like, sense things probably more than other Jedis. So maybe that maybe that's can we use that? Then just show us the one scene where he's like, oh no. And he, he's like 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Jake, I'll throw it to you. Um, uh, we'll, we'll be done nitpicking that. But yeah, so he's here now. And uh, Rabbit comes up with Luke. And we have some interaction here. What do you think of all this? Um, I, I'm still stuck on thinking about uh, when, <laughs> when they're yelling Luke and he goes up. And he's like, where's Luke? Ridiculous. <laughs> um, loved it, honestly. Um, I feel like uh, where... I don't know. I, I all I can really say is that like I'm I'm excited because I don't think we've seen the end of Reva. And that's the thing; it's an open book. You know, it's yeah. like does she become a Jedi? Does she say none of this is for me? Do I just become a vendor on Tatooine? You know, like yeah. it's like anything can happen. Maybe she, maybe she is still evil, but she just doesn't kill children. You know, like there's a lot. There's it's it's a and that's one of the cool things about Star Wars. And like, I know when people say, oh, let's get out of the Skywalker saga. Let's like explore new characters. That's what we're looking for. It's we're looking for people that we don't know what's going to happen. And as exciting as the Vader and Kenobi stuff was, um, there's still an element to like, okay, well, they're both going to be fine. Um, same with Luke. She's not going to kill Luke. You know, uh, it's still exciting, but we already know the outcome. And that's the cool thing about Reva. We have no idea what's going to happen with her. You know, what would be sick was like, if like we got our first Star Wars vigilante who was like, the Jedi hunter hunter like she's like intercepting inquisitors that like she's got her like ear tuned into the uh the imperial radio and they're like all right send the 14th brother to go find uh this Jedi we just figured him out and then she like intercepts him and they have like a sick fight like just that'd be sick yeah I, I can see that. I also, if they don't bring the cow in ever to like a TV show, I could see them almost doing that plot with Reva of like rediscovering her, like going to the temples, like rediscovering her her allegiance to to the Jedi side. I don't know. I, I don't love. Like I would rather. I think your idea of like Inquisitor Hunter, like uh, <laughs> would be or Bounty Hunter. I don't know. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Bounty Hunter would be sick. Like a, a Saz Ventress style from Clone Wars. She kind of like leaves yeah. the Sith and becomes there's also a character in the second High Republic book that is not necessarily a Jedi or Sith, but they have a lightsaber and they kill people. So is it you know too there's much a lot of, of a spoiler guard. if I ask who this is. I think I know who you're talking about. I don't remember the name, honestly. Is it but Tyoric? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah I'm really sick. bad with the High Republic names. She also like it, hunts monsters. she's like a she's like she's a bounty hunter that hunts monsters. Yeah. Anyway, oh yeah. No, she's it's, sick. Yeah, she's cool. High Republic books. That's a recommendation. Uh, Tommy, get that audiobook right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. Uh, so we've we've talked about this. Um, what's next here? He he gets reunited with Leia. Yeah. So like, yeah, we we did the the Luke stuff. They go to Leia. I guess that's. I guess Loa. To answer your question about Loa, I think the point was like, that's Leia always. Like, yeah, she listens, but always on her terms. And it's like, if you're going to go, I'm going to bring Lola to take care of you. But she didn't do anything. So, like, yeah, I, there's there's something missing. I'm telling you, there's something missing there. Uh, a couple of things I liked from their, like, goodbye until A New Hope was, first off, like, I mean, Bale's always been like, oh, you're up to nonsense. That's so silly. Um, but also like uh, Brea being like seeing her in the boots and the gloves and the belt and being like, all right, I'm going to have some leniency. Like, I get it. You're a kid. Like, you can have your fun um, because like you I I would never understand what it's like to like have your kid kidnapped 
and then like seeing them again. But I can imagine like you you would be like you're gonna your love will overcome whatever like you were having. Like you take no, I want to say you take that for granted when you don't fear their life, but you kind of like in a way you do. But another thing that I really liked was um just obi-wan saying like hey i knew your parents and like honestly you're you're a great amalgamation of them both and i like i have sincerely come to care for you and it goes again for uh obi-wan having now a black and white difference of who anakin and vader was because he talked about anakin in such a loving way so you definitely could tell he was like still like he was like you had the straightforwardness and the brashness of anakin like he could tell like that was anakin but like he spoke of him in a loving way, and that uh, was like in that moment was probably the twenty seventh time I cried in that episode. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's like, and I think he always speaks highly of Anakin. I think in his eyes, it's two separate people. Like Anakin died, Vader's here, you know, Darth's here. But yeah, I I agree with the mother. I thought that was a really touching scene, and I, I think in general Leia's story arc from I don't want to lead, I just want to go adventure to. I'm going to lead, but my way, I'm going to combine the two things. I think that was a really cool, like nod and just like showing that, that growth there. Um, question for you guys. Does she always know that she was like adopted? Cause if so, what was the point of changing her name? I mean, I guess that's the adoption is changing the name to Organa, but I guess I always thought that like she wasn't aware or she knew, but they never told her. I don't know. I mean, I from the beginning of the show, we knew that she didn't know or she did know. In the show, I'm talking about like OG, like before uh, Obi Wan. Like, oh, I don't think it's ever mentioned. So, got you. I think that's how they can get away with doing that. I don't well, think like, it's ever mentioned. Not until... even George Lucas knows until like exactly. late episode five. So, um, it really, like, yeah, it, it's never really mentioned. But... Yeah, I mean, she's still an organ, you know, like yeah. for sure. And I, I just wanted to say real quick is I, I just realized like a love that I have like, um this series like, i've always loved leia but like i love her so much more now because I, I get so much uh info on her character progression and it very much parallels my like undying love for ahsoka is because we have seen like basically every step of ahsoka's journey from like her appearance in the clone wars movie where she is like a little crap like she is just like really annoying and like never wanting to listen or like having her own creative ways of doing things to like not a stoic but like a very intelligent general that like is heartfelt and then even into the sequels she is like i i i I see a parallel and i love them both that's all i wanted to say yeah no and that's that's a good point i mean again i love lay already and like it's but it's still so different like seeing where they came from so i think that was a huge step um i want to move on here to um uh, uh, kenobi's encounter with luke he gets two encounters here um and he's coming to say goodbye to owen but uh owen gives him the opportunity and i mean there's not a whole lot here he gives him the ship and then we get the uh the old hello there and i, I gotta be honest when when he first said hello there, like I cringed. I was like, oh, this is like too on the nose for me. <laughs> With that being said, I saw like a montage from the original trilogy, this the the prequels and this of them all saying at the same time, and that's when I was like, it had to happen. He had to say that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it, it is a hundred percent crazy. Like it is cheesy, 
but it's like exactly what you had to say. It's like it's it now has to happen. Like even though it's full of cheese. I I I hear this happened. I felt like I heard a lot of this early, um, like Disney acquisition, like uh, for a while, especially especially around Solo. It's like Star Wars doing too much fan service, and I was like. I'm not. I'm not one to say if you're a true fan, but like, how do you not love fan service? Like, it's called fan service for a reason. Like, it can feel heavy-handed, um, but like, it, at least at the very least, like, just hearing him say hello there again, because like, you'll you'll hear you in an interviews be like, almost every fan asked me to say hello there. It's like it's it's an integral part of his character, and like it's weird to say a greeting is such an integral part, but like you, you hear hello there, you associate with Obi-Wan. Like I'm, I'm glad it at least happened like in a cute way. Like that's how he introduced himself to Luke rather than like he shows up, he's about to fight Vader and say hello there. Like that would have pissed me off. This is how Star Wars fans greet each other too. Now, like it's not yeah. just a Kenobi thing. This is like this. This is like the live long and prosper almost now. Like, of course, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. probably may the force be with you. But like, uh, I've had like so many like when I talk to like a fan of Star Wars for the first time, they'll say hello there, and I'm like, I know what you're doing. You know, it's like it's awesome. And I think like, listen, if this was like like a super artsy indie thing, like yeah, like if you're focused, like the story's still there. That's fine, but like it's a blockbuster. You gotta give some of that fan service because your fans are literally how like your franchises are still surviving. I don't know. That's my thought because I heard the same thing with like Marvel Endgame of like, oh, it's too fans. All right, yeah, it is. You're right, it is. But like, I don't care. I want it every same. single time. <laughs> like fan service can be done bad, but yes. for me personally, I rarely will be like, man, I didn't like how they really like rewarded me for being a fan for such a long time yeah and i think the bad version of this would be what you said like darth exactly. vader him saying that would i would have <laughs> hey, turned it off i wouldn't even have seen the fight yeah <laughs> he said this finale's done <laughs> yeah I, we we almost got the i have the high ground reversal comment so um that could have been worse um, <laughs> speaking of fan service here um we do get a friendly face here at the end oh yes tommy I, did you want to go to the not so friendly face first, and then well, uh, we got two I... cameos technically. Am I missing something? What are you talking about? The Emperor. Probably oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Just I mean, it's less exciting because like we've seen. You know, I do like that they always bring back Ian. Like, like man, this guy is getting a lot out of this one character he played. Like, oh, yeah. he's so good at it though. The voice he is. is like, mm -hmm. That's just the thing. No, like, no, no. It's all so good. I love his. I love that guy. I forgot because this interaction was like very basic. Um, and like I don't. And I actually, this is what I was gonna get with the Qui Gon thing. Um. I, give me more of that you know like i want like i feel like there could have been a more meaningful interaction between uh vader and palpatine but i think it was a conversation like okay i'm, I'm over kenobi like and i was like that was it and it, yeah i guess i take from it, the little bit we get in like the original series of like there is distrust still here you know in the, in the third movie we see like almost this loyalty between them but like i like that we see like there's still like questions you know from both sides like amber is still like I don't know if I can trust you sometimes when you do stuff like this, when you become obsessive. I also think it answers the question of like why he didn't go to Tatooine or keep looking for Obi-Wan. It's like he was basically told not to, you know, he was, he was told like, Hey, you got to stop. You got to stop obsessing over this. Yeah. And no, I, that's, that's a good point. I think it is a, a mark on the relationship between the two. Well, we're, well, self Tommy, I agree with you now. 
I I mean I personally got a lot from this scene. Like not a, not enough to be like, damn, that was the highlight of the show. But like, it made me hate the it made, it made me hate Palpatine and the Sith even more. Just thinking like, uh, he like, he is like the worst boyfriend I have ever heard in my life. He's like, he's like, you're you're not over him. Like you're 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 really holding on to him, and like you're upsetting me. And it's like Jesus, Palpatine. It's like God, and yeah, and. It, 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 it made me think of like how like this is just me inserting a little knowledge, but like um they explain in a book like how Palpatine designed Vader's suit to be as painful as possible. It's like he wants to constantly uh instigate like anger in this man's life so he's more powerful. Because that's all Vader is to him, is just a weapon for his own good. It's like he created him and he he will do everything in his power to keep him angry, keep him jealous, keep him. So he is like, like taking over the galaxy for him. And it's, it's, it's just upsetting. Like Palpatine is an incredible villain. He's like, yeah. Like if you really think about it, he's worse than Vader. Cause like in the sense that like he weaseled his way into his inner circle, cut out all his friends, isolated him completely. And then being the nice guy and then once you have him makes it so he feels like he can never you know he talked about it in like uh in in the in uh in, or in uh the fifth movie or whatever uh where he talks about like he's like he's like i don't have not like i don't want to be part of this but there's nothing else out there for me anymore and i, I do think this scene shows that the, the i talked about the master thing like you know don't call your boyfriend boyfriend anymore call him former masses like i do think that <laughs> that was a little bit here and i i, I, I do yeah. like it though it shows how much control palpatine has over this this guy yeah yeah well well said um i do want to talk about qui-gon here and again maybe you guys can oh. this one. you guys can help me with this one. again i just feel like there could have been like a meaningful conversation here but it was more so like here's liam neeson and we've got a long road ahead i'm like I think it's setting up season two, Michael. I think it's I think it's gonna be like this this journey. Uh, I mean, you bring him back just for this line, like you're right, it's kind of sus, but uh, just leave it alone, okay? Leave it alone. This is a good ending. I I mean, I what I did a good thing I took away from it was like he was like Kenobi was like, man, I could have used you earlier, dude, and uh, Qui Gon was like, you weren't ready, dude. Like I couldn't have helped you. Like I could have given you encouraging words, but like, what could I have done? It's like I'm here now to like, like teach you how how I'm doing this. Um, so like, buckle up. Like this is where the real training begins. Yeah, he also seemed way too happy about like, listen, dude, not for nothing. You're the reason a lot of this is happening. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> like, you could have been like, you could have started with like a, hey, my bad, you know, I made the wrong call here, and then jump into it. Um, I wonder if the scene would have worked better if it was there was no dialogue. He's riding off over that art. He's riding off, and you see up in the cliff, Qui-Gon's just standing there watching over him. And then if they do something in season two, great. If not, it's still like he's finally seeing him. Or my thought, you remember earlier with the rope, like, I think it was Anakin, but like he saw visions of this guy in the robes, like this entire mm-hmm. time. What if the reveal was like, that was Kaigon, like watching, like he's Aww. like, oh, I've been here this whole time. Like he has been there the whole time. If you go back and watch the series, that could like, there could have been more with it. It was still fun. I mean, give me more Liam Neeson. I'll always, like, it, it was great, but you know, there, there's, 
again, there's like a lot of lost potential sometimes with this show. I very much would have loved everything you just said. Um, like I would have personally loved it, but I, you, you, there is no doubt we would like that gives some serious, uh, low budget blockbuster nineties, uh, movie. Like just like I could hear him like looking up and seeing him and Qui Gon looking down and like this like beautiful piano music plays it's like it feels uh, to you know when when uh anakin and yoda and ben are watching yeah like i said i would have loved it it's like that would have it may have worked better um, well, and if you get Liam Neeson, people are going to be like, well, why didn't he get you We would hear the opposite, too. We want to hear his beautiful voice. Yeah. People would be like, also, why, why did you have him if you were just going to have him uh, be on a clifftop? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even a nitpick. Um, if I hear anybody hitting me up and saying, why are you complaining about this? I am not complaining. I just It's an observation. His beard looked a little longer than it did in Phantom Menace. Like such a small thing, but I was like, "Hmm, that's a Can little." Forest ghost grow forest <laughs> ghost beards. <laughs> well, that I think I, I think his hair even looked longer. Like I felt like that was another. Uh, like he clearly, I mean, they didn't. It didn't seem like they went through any steps to like try to de-age him at all. Which I don't really mind that. Well, yeah. I mean, with the Anakin technique, you can just become whoever you want to be in the Force Ghost form. So maybe I <laughs> was like, you know, I really like myself with the longer, you know, I shaved right before. I didn't think I was going to die that day, so I cut it a little shorter. <laughs> can we, can we do something here and make it a little longer. There, um, <laughs> I like that. Um, well, all right, guys, um, that does take us to the end here. Um, Jake, thank you so much for joining us. Of um, course. Oh, don't kill him. No. Jake held a lightsaber to Grogu. I don't know why, but it's dark. Um, does anybody have... This podcast was the arc of how Jake turned to the dark side. Does I'm anybody have a recommendation? inundated by Star Wars Disney. Oh, up. you had him, actually. Rest in peace. Uh, does anyone have a recommendation? I mean, well, I, I want to tell I have one. Go watch okay. the boys. The boys are so good. It's out now. <laughs> Why are you shrugging, Tommy? Listen, uh, yeah, go watch the boys. It's great. I've definitely seen all of it. Okay, <laughs> you haven't seen any of it. I have. I have thoughts on the boys that is not uh, the time for the for those thoughts. But uh, it is a good show. I just have my own my own issues with the boys. Jake, what are you um, watching? I got some chimichangas waiting, so I'm so excited. But I do want to throw in quickly. Um. I didn't think about a recommendation, but this just came to me. I mentioned them earlier, but my, I obviously Stark Wars is my favorite recap podcast, but if you're looking for someone that really goes into like tiny scenes that almost meant nothing or will explain something from the books and like really connect the universe and understands the universe. One of my favorite Star Wars creators uh, on YouTube is Star Wars explained. Um, I've been watching him and his wife for years. They have Q and A's that like they're almost like li- like licensed to answer because that's just how well they know the universe and how much they've read and done everything um i i they 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 always have an answer for everything and i i love them uh they do a great job check them out if you want if you want to inundate yourself with more star wars I like Star Wars. I don't probably watch as much as you, but I've seen that's typically where I go if I want to learn something, and they have a lot of different coverage on a lot of different stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Jake, uh, I, I want to get you to do your chimichangas ASAP. So um, yes, is there anything, uh, let people know where they can find you online and what you're up to. Um, I don't really use Twitter except uh, every once in six months uh, at uh, 4 a.m. I'll think of the most insane thing I can possibly say and I'll tweet it. Uh, so I won't plug my Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram. Um, it is Wide Awake Jake with dots in between. Uh, also, I have a baking show, and I didn't really think about it till now. We have an episode in the works right now um, with a special friend of ours. Um, it probably won't come out for another month or so, maybe two, just because our editor is very busy and she's doing it out of the love of her heart. Shout out, Leah. And shout out my co-host Josh, but uh, yeah, go check out the Great Bedtime Baking Show on YouTube. Um, it's just two goofy dudes being uh, like kind of losing their minds in a kitchen while most of the time kind of baking something. Uh, yeah, check that out. Well, cool. Again, Jake, thank you so much. Um, I will start to close this out here. Um, I like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Listen, are you driving a car? Then continue listening. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, don't do this <laughs> if you're driving a car. Uh, if you're not driving a car, if you're just like doing the dishes, dry your hands off. Go to uh, iTunes or Spotify, whatever one you prefer. If you, or you can do both. I, can, I, I did it on both platforms. You can do it on both. Uh, leave us five stars. It does really help the podcast. Um, when people search like uh, Kenobi, like the people with the most reviews show up first. So the more that we get, the higher we get in that search. So um, yeah, that would help us out a lot. Please consider doing that. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. Uh, we're going to have uh, Miss Marvel coverage coming up here soon. Um, and uh, no more double ups on that. Tommy, if I decided, is uh, we will be here every week with Miss Marvel. We're really liking it. So uh, we'll stick with that. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod. You can also check our show notes for our merch. And uh, we also have a Discord community. So if that's something you're interested in, you can hit us up on social media and we will get you in. But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye there.